You have arrived at your destination. recently read the watchman yes uh, and then everything else of the watchman kind of yes. all in one fell swoop mm-hmm. that movie of the watchman that Zack snyder made is basically um it's it's kind of like how i love the walking dead comic and yeah. all the stuff that the show does good is just scenes and visualizations pulled directly from the comic Yes. And basically everything authoritarian, uh, authorial uh, yeah. that Zack Snyder brought to the table in it, I don't like it. And yeah. I also like some of my favorite parts of The Watchmen are the kid at the newsstand. Right. Yeah. And they kind of have to. Buy. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand that that has to be waxed out because it's a. It works for a book narrative, but for a movie narrative, I don't think it works. You know, like I understand that. Um, I also it was like, also very long. Yeah, it was very long. Uh, I think you're right. I think what what Zack Snyder does do well is he does adapt somebody else's work visually very nice to something like that. Yeah. Um, and and that's the parts where I think that we're good about it. Nailed um, the fucking casting. Yeah, casting was great. Like, Silk Spectre uh, looked exactly yeah. like I thought she should have. Yeah, yeah. She um, also couldn't really move in that suit. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. <laughs> like, same with, uh, same with Night Owl. He was kind of yeah. stiff. Yeah, like, yeah, a little, his felt yeah. a little rubbery for me, but you know what? Mm. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, man, the comedian. Yeah. Oh, dude. What is it? Yeah. What's that? Is it Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Is Je- that the guy's Je- name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yeah. Is that, or, uh, no, Fucking... Wait. Yeah. incredible as yeah. the comedian like yeah yeah he was great what he a def- scumbag <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely perfect that he, he had the right the the chops and the, the the salt and pepper beard and stuff it was perfect yeah he was, he was great uh the, the casting was spot on the visuals were great um he he, he had to throw in like some like superhero-esque scenes you know what i mean and yeah it, it doesn't really work with Watchmen because Watchmen is very grounded, you know, like, uh, well, and also like, you know, they're the thing with the Watchmen has somebody who just experienced it for the first time fairly recently. Right. My, my reading of that is that even at their most heroic, mm-hmm. these people are all scumbags that are self-obsessed. Yeah. They're not good. Yeah. There's something wrong with each of them, you know, they're, um, and they're all in incredibly self-obsessed yes yeah and and they had to like throw in some like really heroic type stuff with uh with night owl and stuff and he's kind of an impotent loser that doesn't really want to get involved with things in the comic well he's actually impotent yeah that's what i mean yeah and he doesn't want to get involved with things and he's like he's very passive and in this he has that big speech at the end where he like you know says yeah and it's like it's not quite the same thing of what you're supposed to get out of it and no (laughs) i understand like changing it for a movie narrative is like kind of important in certain ways but it also just sort of deludes what's there so like what's the point 
It kind of yeah, makes the, the yeah. conclusion in that book yeah. was perfect. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't have touched it. No, yeah, just just leave it be. Yeah, just let that happen. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, and again, they're not all like what's so good about it is they're not all right and they're not all wrong either. No, there's that's what's so good about it. You know, he's he's Alan Moore is very good at ambiguity and letting you decide. You know, because I like, think I'm gonna try to read V for Vendetta. I've never read it. Yeah, uh, I, I hear it's I, I I've. I've watched the movie. I don't mind the movie. Um, I've never read it. Never read V for Vendetta. I would like. Have to you ever it. occupied Wall Street? I've never occupied Wall Street once. Okay. It's never, never. Good, to, good to know. It, it yeah. seems like it's yeah. It seems like anybody happened. who watches that movie would probably have to occupy Wall Street at some point. <laughs> like. uh, but Hoss, how you doing? It's time for the Video Struck Podcast. Woo! Uh, and we're talking. Uh, about video games today. We're talking about uh, first game platformers, or so to speak. Um, yeah, the, the dawn the new, of 3D platformer. Yeah, new Crash Bandicoot was announced. Um, yeah. Pe- people are excited. Uh, Crash Bandicoot started at a very interesting time. You know what I mean? Foundational. Uh, foundational time for, for things. You had, uh, you had the N64 uh, coming out. You had the PlayStation Crash Bandicoot. You had the Sega Saturn, uh, which is a weird little blind spot in my gaming peripheral because I, uh, it's I, I for some reason just ignored the Sega Saturn its entire lifespan, and I kind of forget that it's a thing. Most people in the U.S. did, and that's why yeah. it kind of didn't last very long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we wanted to talk about like the first forays into those sorts of things and what 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 was the big platformer for for that new console? What was the new big vision for this new generation of things of consoles? Well, in, like in the really interesting thing that you know, I, I think could be argued, like platformers continued to be popular; they're still popular today. But the mm-hmm. idea of your platform having its mascot platformer. Right. As the de facto face you put on commercials and t-shirts and, you know, all that other shit. Yes. Um, this is the last generation where I feel like that mattered mm-hmm. um, so much. You know, like, yeah. yeah, Ratchet and Clank went on to be, you know, huge and all this other shit. But, you know, right. like, when they show you a PlayStation, they usually show you Cars and the God of War. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, there, there was a separation of franchise in that in the era of like Ratchet and Clank and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you had, well, you had also, a plethora of things. The PlayStation name, yeah, itself in its logo, in its look, in its branding, mm-hmm. became it superseded the need. For a mascot yeah. platformer. It's not like, yeah. yo, I got the thing you can play the Mario. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. I got a fucking yeah. PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, sixty N64 and stuff like that started to kind of move towards the idea that, like, Nintendo, we have this plethora of characters that we all have. They have their standard, you know, their standard ones. But then you have, like, Smash Brothers and then Mario Tennis and things of just, like, yeah, like let's let's make these big modicum of of games that are like a you know like a big cast of characters and stuff like that because we have all these properties where we can do that now. So, well, and uh, after the, the like runaway success of Mario Kart, it was well shit. Like 
why don't we make basketball games? Why don't we make soccer yeah. games? Why, yeah. You know, we can put this cadre of losers all together in whatever game we want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then introduce new ones like Waluigi. Just, yeah, and and we we could have the worst parties imaginable. <laughs> the best parties ever. The worst. Uh, I love the Switch. I love Switch. It's so good. <laughs> like, there was a great one. Actually, I do, I want to talk about this real briefly before we get into everything. Uh, Game Grumps did a did a let's play of Mario Party for the Switch, uh, and they just for some reason at the start just did like the whatever the fifty rounds or whatever, and they just weren't really thinking about it. And they did the 50 rounds, and I guess they assumed it meant 50 turns or something. Because after episode one, which is like 40 minutes long, they just like, all right, we'll see you next time. And they pause oh, the no. game. Yeah. So it's like until it gets to a mini game? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Well, they. Oh they my pl- God. Right. Yeah. It's 50, tur- 50 turns. So it's 50 mini games that you play. So they pause the game, like as they're saying bye for like the next episode, and they go, turn 19. <laughs> Like they've been playing for forty minutes, they're just like, "Oh my god, we're idiots!" Like it's like they they giant bombed themselves, and I thought that yeah, was those, hilarious. <laughs> those games get hella long, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't do more than you can't do more than twenty turns unless you really want to commit. Yeah, you uh, you're you're ruining friendships after about twenty five. So. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about that, but we've got some, uh, some news to share as well as we typically do. Uh, and that is, uh, we have Mixer shutting down. Mixer shutting down. Very, very out of nowhere. Yes. It was Um, sudden, brief, and not a big announcement. (laughs) Yeah. It, uh, so basically, um, late last week, um, yeah, Microsoft just kind of announced, which is crazy because I think even people like Phil Spencer didn't really know that this was going to happen because, and proof of that is the day before the Mixer announcement, there was kind of a, there, there was a popular Mixer streamer out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. He's a black guy. He's he's fairly popular in the scene. Right. And uh, he said like, you know, the one thing that, you know, he really disliked about Mixer is the fact that like, you know, they're, moderation team hadn't done anything to curb like racist you know things that can happen in chat you know there wasn't right. like, a lot of easy auto ban tools and things like that and he's like you know i just wanted to bring this to the attention it's right like he was threatening to leave the service or anything you know he's right. just like we could do a better job of this sure so phil spencer reached out to him and said like hey man we should chat i'd love to you know hear your perspective and you know see how we can maybe help right uh, so I guess they had that conversation, which is funny because the next morning they're like, Mixer is closed. And a lot of people <laughs> were trying to draw that line. It's like, no, man, that's a big multinational, multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. Uh, you don't just like, you know, throw the oh shit switch over uh, <laughs> a conversation gone awry with someone right. from your community. Yeah, um, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, basically, uh, I love the way that uh, Phil Spencer's... Uh, you know, tweet was after that. He was like, you know, we did a lot of interesting things with Mixer. Uh, you know, we tried to bring out some really top tier talent. We made a lot of really cool technologies. Um, right. But, you know, from a entertainment and devices division perspective, which is what, you know, the Xbox brand is under. He's like, we're launching a system this year. Right. He said, you yeah. know, we're, we're making a shitload of new games. We're supervising a lot more studios now. Like, you right. know, their, their time can be better spent in other ways. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and like you said before the podcast, I think they're, you know, the biggest mistake was going after the same audience as Twitch, uh, you know, because yeah. it's, they, they had it cemented. They were, they had a foothold and it's hard to rock that boat unless there's something really like, you know, foundationally unstructured yeah. with the top guy. And there really isn't with Twitch. Yeah. You know? So they had gone after two like major streamers over the course of the last year. Um, the first acquisition was Ninja, popular Fortnite streamer, um, mm. and Shroud. I think he also plays Fortnite. Yes, um, I believe it is, yeah. So, yeah, like they had gone after and poached those guys, uh, which I think is a really good strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the One of the big issues was that Ninja's audience didn't necessarily come. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they, you know, he was averaging like, you know, 100,000 concurrents and... Yeah, like his first stream was pretty big, but mm-hmm. I'd heard that the numbers just weren't there. Um, yeah. So Microsoft did right by these people that signed these exclusive agreements. Uh, they're paying them all out. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, even though the, it didn't work out, they're still getting their money and they can right. go stream somewhere else now. Um, yeah. So yeah. as a part of this announcement, uh, Mixer closing, they also uh, mentioned that uh, Facebook gaming was going to take over a lot of the technology and resources mm-hmm. uh, and some of the staff uh, from the Mixer team. So right. Facebook gaming is, uh, you know, I, I guess that's been going for a little while now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually like an interesting thing. Like, you know, uh, we had talked about this before uh, we had gone live, but, you know, Facebook gaming isn't trying to go after big name Fortnite streamers. You yeah. Know? Uh, mm-hmm. They're trying to go after like ultra casual stuff, which is like way more different uh, yeah. than what Twitch is going after. You know, mm-hmm. yep. you know, like I, most of the viewership. Yes, there's millions, hundreds of thousands, or tens of thousands, or whatever uh, streamers on Twitch every day. Uh, but the lion's share of the viewership is focused around that hardcore esports kind of shit, right? And uh, it sounds like. Uh, you know, Facebook gaming is trying to go with the antithesis of that, uh, right? Which, which could potentially help them carve out their own brand image, which Mixer wasn't a, uh, really able to do. So, um, mm-hmm. I played with Mixer, streamed on it a few times. I thought it was pretty cool, um, right. but uh, you know, R.I.P. Mixer. Uh, you know, <laughs> yep. Uh, you were uh, man. Uh, so, speaking of Facebook gaming, yeah, I had to activate a Facebook account this week. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was terrible. So the first <laughs> thing I did was I tried to go reactivate my old one. I looked at it and I started deleting a whole shitload of friends and things. <laughs> and uh, cause you got to think, man, that was four years yeah. ago. If I haven't yeah. heard from these people in four years, yeah, right. do I need to be friends with them? Right. That's fair. Yeah. So <laughs> I was deleting people like crazy. And I ended up spending like two or three hours doing this. And I just kind of said, ah, fuck it. So I... <laughs> this started because I bought an Oculus Quest. Okay. Um, so uh, if you're not familiar with Oculus Quest, it is the standalone headset. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could go in a field somewhere and play Beat Saber. You know oh, that's me? cool. No wires, no nothing. Interesting. And believe it or not, setup time for this thing is seconds. Wow. And because it uses all that inside out uh, tracking. So there's no towers anymore. There's no wires at all. Wow. So uh, the nice part is it also hooks up to PCs. They call Oculus Link. 
Uh, yeah. JT actually, uh, me and JT both went and bought one. We're horrible influences on each other and yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah. But uh, he's doing his entirely wirelessly to his PC uh, using virtual desktop. I am running a single USB-C cable uh, from my headset to my PC, and it just works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a hell of a thing, man. Uh, I really like the Oculus Quest. Uh, having that thing... Uh, have the setup having the setup be so much quicker uh, than my CV1 launch Oculus mm-hmm. uh, was a huge, huge improvement. Yeah, um, and having it just work with my PC and be a standalone thing, and you know, also being way higher resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, these things all kind of come together to make that thing a that's a kick ass fucking headset, dude. Nice, uh, that's cool. I love it. Uh, so me and JT played like an hour, hour and a half of Arizona sunshine the other night and, nice. you know, acted like idiots and uh, did yeah. some sweet dance moves while we shot zombies. And that was fun. Nice. Uh, I, I uh, continued my playthrough of Thumper. Uh, so I played through that again and uh, been working out with some Beat Saber. Nice. Yep. That's Beat fun. Red. I love Beat Saber, man. I, I, for some reason, that one passed me over in the whole uh, 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 VR craze when it when it first started, and um, I played that at the arcade expo this year, and it was so much fun. Like, it was, well, it was, you know, for it to be be now so like synonymous with oh, you have a VR headset. Have you played Beat Saber? You know, for it to right. be that synonymous, mm-hmm. uh, it was actually fairly late to the game. You know, right. most games that people talk about that are VR are still like very, other than Half-Life Alex and Beat Saber, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a lot of the early stuff. So it's like, oh, did you ever play Job Simulator? Did you play, you know, whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, you know, between Half-Life Alex and Beat Saber, uh, both of those games have sold like a million copies, mm-hmm. yeah. which for VR is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and... The Oculus Quest is sold out everywhere. I just yeah. happened to see a couple on the shelf and called JT and said, hey, man, we buying headsets? <laughs> and he was like, you found a fucking headset? I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> I found two of them. So nice. I bought them, and I'm in the process of selling my old one on eBay. Nice. Um, there you go. Sending it off to somebody else. And uh, So, yeah, I started playing some uh, Half-Life Alex. Nice. Very uh, cool. That game fucking rules. Is it good? I, I, it's, I'm sure it's, you know, a return to the old man. It's, it's a, well, it's incredibly interactive in a way that yeah. I've never had a VR game be. That's good because the, the whole thing about Half Life is it's always very innovative. So yes. it's good that, that they're keeping at least that, you know. This is the format. single most interactive and like tactile VR game I've ever played. Interesting. Wow. Does it necessarily like reinvent what VR can be in your mind? No, because it can't. Yeah. Uh, because they made it work with every headset. Yeah. So anything, even those Windows uh, mixed reality headsets, it works with everything. Right. Uh, so it even works with like the original Vive that didn't have thumbsticks on it to walk around. So, right. you know, it, it does... You can do free walking, which I recommend that you do. It works like Resident Evil 7 did. Um, Or you can uh, uh, 
you know, do uh, warp to, you know, like most, like a lot of VR right. games did, where yeah, you warp to a location and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. That's cool. That yeah, sounds I, awesome. I played it for three hours last night, something like that. <laughs> nice. And yeah, I didn't get the VR sickies. Yeah, didn't get the didn't get the headaches or anything. I I oh. am shocked that like like uh the way vr is now like it doesn't it doesn't hurt like old school ones used to or like 3d movies do for me like i can't do 3d movies like even the new technology like i get a headache i straight up well, get a headache here's the thing this isn't parsing using shutters to create a faux vr effect yes this yeah. is two separate images each being shot to a, diff a different eye. Right. Um, yeah. And it does coalesce into a single vision, uh, mm -hmm. but also we're running at way higher uh, frame rates now. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're also running at way higher resolutions. So, yeah. you know, uh, lower resolution, lower frame rate, you know, all that kind of stuff, input lag. Uh, that's what activates your inner ear. Yeah. Um, and then mm -hmm. just that shitty 3D that they do in the movie theaters, yeah. that is entirely reliant on your eyeballs distance to the glasses, the quality of the screen, your distance right. to the screen. So like the people in the middle section are getting the best balance between the most intense effect. And, uh, you know, if you're off to the side, it doesn't work as good. That right. technology blows. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. You're not wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I yeah. Uh, I love the Oculus Quest. Uh, when you come over, yeah. you'll have to check it out. It's yeah. kind of incredible. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, are you coming this weekend? Uh, I'm not. Sorry. This is some cool. uh, behind the pit. I, I, my family's doing one and I forgot about that one. So That's my fine. cousin's throwing one. So I'm doing that one. So. Yeah, we're having a housewarming party for those of you yes. listening this weekend. So. I, I would very much like to come by. If there's another weekend uh, later on, I'd still like to come by. And say, I'm always around. Hey, and uh, record some videos and do some stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. We I've got uh, I've got a new studio space and yeah. uh, big yard for the dogs and yeah. giant television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. But, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely fun. I'm I'm at week uh, three of living in the new house, mm -hmm. and I'm still putting together IKEA furniture every day. <laughs> uh, More IKEA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I did the smartest thing I'll ever do. So, Brandon, this is a mm -hmm. point for you. This is also for anyone listening. I've got right. some pro tips for you. I want you okay. to listen. Listen now. Listen good. Home on uh, the pro tips. Here we go. So, if you're going to be moving and buying a whole bunch of new Ikea-style furniture that you're going to have to assemble yourself. Yes. In those boxes, they give you a shitty little Allen wrench. They do. It's to garbage. Put together. Yeah. <laughs> and all it's designed to do is tear your fucking hands up. Right. Uh, <laughs> so what I did was I found out that they make drill bits. Yes. Like sockets that have small Allen wrench heads on them. I just went mm -hmm. and bought a set. And I put together uh, four dining room chairs and a dining room table in 20 minutes. There you go. Yep. And because I had started putting together one of the chairs and 
It's, yeah. it's taking forever. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this. So I just went to Lowe's and said, just load me up, cookie. Let's do yeah. this. <laughs> oh, man. Best $30 yeah. I've spent in a long time. Yeah, my roommate has a uh, has a set of that, and it changed my life. I was just like, oh, it's so much easier. <laughs> this yeah. is way easier. That crappy thing they have. All right. Oh, I hate those Allen wrenches that they give you. Uh, they're terrible. They're the worst. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, mm-hmm. it's a little uh, inside yeah. baseball. I love my new house. Absolutely. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cyberpunk live stream? Talk about that? Yes. Uh, so they... They have been slowly taking the wraps off of Cyberpunk. Oh, I guess also they delayed that game again. They delayed it again. I'm yeah. fine with that. Make it yeah. good. That new release date sure sounds like a console release date, doesn't it? Doesn't it? November 9th. <laughs> yeah, that's starting to feel like a launch date. Uh, yeah. I did like that they said that uh, for both PlayStation and Xbox, they're doing that smart delivery kind of thing. So if you mm-hmm. go out and buy the PS4 version, you'll get the upgrade to the PS5 version. Right. Uh, which I think is cool. Uh, same thing with Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I I thought that I was surprised by that live stream. I don't, I don't know if you watched much of it. Um, yo, you leave that city. Yeah. There's outside of that, you know, LA yeah. mega city. There is right. Just like There's- a wasteland. Yeah, there's, <laughs> uh, you know, like a, a lot of people with like black market upgrades and illegal shit. Like, you know, it's basically uh, uh, the show Firefly, but all the people who like to operate outside of Republic space. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. Uh, it's it's cool, man. Like, I think that, that game looks really incredible. Yes, um, I loved something that they did in that game that is super fucking cool looking, but also very smart. Mm -hmm. Um, So whenever you walk up to, uh, they had a, he walked up to like a medicine chest that was over a sink Mm -hmm. and the, the mirror turns on. Yeah. uh, And it does like real time reflections, like Duke Nukem 3d. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when you walk away, it turns off. Yeah, because that that kind of effect is actually like fairly taxing to do, right? Uh, so I I thought that was a really smart way of doing that, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, I I think that game looks pretty cool. Like some of that like detective mode stuff seemed kind of interesting, where you're like you know mm-hmm. watching the guys that are planning that heist and stuff like that. I thought that was kind of cool, right? Dude, I can't wait to get my fucking hands on that game, man. Yeah, there's, it looks like there's a lot of stuff to do. Uh, it looks gorgeous. Um, you know, I I'm okay with the delay. Make sure it all works. Make sure it all is good. Yeah. Don't don't release a broken game. <laughs> you know, don't want to see that because that that no. does nothing. But you know, and it, you know that game was already going to be coming in hot anyway. And you know, everybody's still re- working remote, and you know, we're in the United States anyway, and what appears to be a pretty heavy second wave of this virus. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot of games in Q4 or in Q3 uh, that are going to face some pretty big delays coming up here. But uh, yeah, like that game looks like it's shaping up incredibly well. Yep, absolutely. Can't wait for it. Uh, Let's talk about a game we both played this week, huh? What we played is Last of Us Part 2. Yes. Uh, the Tilu 2. 
Um, and uh, yeah, what'd you think of it? I don't How like it. I, okay, like not at all. There's any. Um, uh, I think that's a game I need to come back to, like in the fall, right? Uh, just later on, like right now in the summer, like you know, and you know all the stuff that's going on. It's it's bright, and sunshiny, and like mm-hmm. there's enough fucked up shit going on in the world right now. <laughs> and that's not to be like oh woe is me i can't deal with a bummer you know like that's not what i'm saying it's just like it's not the vibe that i'm feeling right now yeah it's not the vibe you want to to relax to or or to which you know obviously last of us is hardly ever that because it's a dreary uh downtrodden thing i will say i feel like this one is a little bit more than the first one the first one i feel like had sparses of hope and love attached to it Um, yeah and there was like i haven't experienced anything along the lines of comedy and there's a few bits of the first game that are actually kind of funny yes uh, you know ellie's you know she's very finding the uh the all dude porno mag right Uh, that was good pretty great Uh, (laughs) when she when she first had told bill to fuck off like this shit like that like it's just it's good stuff you know because it's just this little girl telling like fucking you know having a sailor sailor mouth you know and just like there there's some levity there like there's it's it's heavy but there's levity to let you through the rest of it and this one seems to forego that at like every single turn almost this game Um, doesn't you know like you could say like i like oppressive games Sure. But like this game just feels dour. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's deliberate in what it's doing, like I don't think it's the I don't think it's a death sentence for anything to to have a particular tone, but yeah, it's just like like there there's not a whole lot to break up what's going on. Yeah. It, it's there's just something about it that I'm just uh isn't yeah. instantly grabbing me. Like I it looks incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah. it <sighs> Yeah, a technical I, I level sound bad, but yeah. man, every time I go back to play a game on consoles and it's 30 FPS, I'm like, mm. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's your that's your uh, PC master race leaking out. But that's I fine. don't even know if it's uh, that as much as it's like you know, especially on that big ass TV, right? Yeah, yeah. This big 86 inch 4K TV. Sure, and it just. It ends up making everything look blurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's could... and also that game kind of runs at a low resolution, which I was surprised of. Right, that yeah. game's fourteen forty p. Yeah, you know, and they do some decent reconstruction stuff to you know to get it up to a four k ish image. Sure, but you know, I don't know. I was surprised by that. Yeah, um, you know, it's. Granted, it like I played some of it and then I booted up the first one. And yes, this one looks better, but it's weird to go back and play The Last of Us was Definitive Edition or whatever the hell they call it. Remastered. Right. Remastered. Um yeah. to go back and play that one and it ran at full fat 4K. Right. And you're like, huh. Huh. What yeah. they do here? <laughs> what they do on this one. Well, it's also they're yeah. pushing a you know basically a PS3 yeah. game. Uh yeah. But <sighs> it's it's weird to play a sequel to something that runs at a lower resolution. You're like, eh. Yeah. Uh, I I'm at the part of the game, I don't know how far you've gone. Uh I'm at the part of the game everybody hates. Um I don't think with, I've gotten there yet. I'm just with, 
I've been just kind of wandering around, like collecting supplies. Like, oh, right. I need this. Yeah. Oh, I need gas. Yeah. Oh, the, you know, no, I need, I need the lights on. Oh, I go to the generator. And oh, the generator needs gas. And oh, I got to get gas. And, you know, there is significantly less exploration in this one, too, I feel like. Um, I'm only halfway I feel like through you it. You spend more time in the same areas. Yeah. Which. There's a part at the beginning where it has a lot of like open areas and like, oh, I can go in here. I can grab this part right here. There's a lot of like at the beginning, really like rewarding that exploration. As the game progresses, it becomes more and more linear, it feels like. There might be another section that opens up later, you know, later on. How many hours are you into it? Uh, Good Lord, 10? 10 hours, I think. Oh, yeah, you are significantly farther yeah. than me. Yeah, 10, 10 or yeah, ten or 12, something like that. I, I'm to the part that everyone hates. Um, that uh, And I, I'll see if I hate it as much as everybody else, but I, I think I'm gonna. <laughs> I Here's the funny thing for me, is <laughs> yeah. I somehow avoided every single spoiler about that game. Yeah, I didn't know like a bunch I don't, of I it. don't know anything about it. There was there was one that I think that was kind of unavoidable, but it was also one that was sort of predicted by a lot of people anyway, so it wasn't really much of a spoiler to me. Um, there's a part that everybody hates that I won't spoil for anybody or spoil for you that that everybody kind of despises, and I understand why. It's it's a weird decision when we both beat that game, or if you if you don't come back to it, that's fine too. But if we both beat that game, and we'll. We can talk about it in in. in oh, depth. trust me, especially in the lead up to Game of the Year this year. Yeah. Uh, with the way that I bounced off the first one and ended up coming back to really love it, mm-hmm. uh, this game will be finished before the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. Uh, Especially yeah. with how weirdly divisive it seems to be. Yeah, and I, uh, I can understand the divide too. Like I honestly well, and, can. And, and, you know what? And I'll say this. Uh, I think I am tiring of Sony's prestige development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. You know, like, especially games like uh, Uncharted. I feel like those are borderline walking simulators. Yeah, and it, it's... They kind of play themselves. They they, they, always, they hit the same notes every time. It's, it's, they're... They're fun because the characters are fun. There's, you know, there's a, you know, there's, there's a there's a tone to it that's very enjoyable and, and fun to play through, but they all hit the same notes. Like, all right, now here's the shooting section. All right. Now here's the jumping across the thing section and crawling across this while the tower falls. And okay. Now here's the talking section where we talk and don't shoot the people in the cinematics, even though we just murdered 17 people prior. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it, you know, I think I've said this on this podcast before. Nathan Drake is the world's happiest serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless- <laughs> Unless the unless the cinema bars come in, then he won't shoot the person immediately. He'll nope. he'll like ah back off. I'll shoot you. It's like you didn't have a problem shooting thirty other people. <laughs> Why are you stopping now? Uh, but yeah, it's very very interesting. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think I think it's starting to hit a stale point that like maybe yeah, and like I did come around to it after five or seven hours. Uh, but like, you know, God of War was a super slow start for me because it just mm-hmm. kind of felt like another one of the games that they make. Right. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, at that PlayStation so- showcase, I thought that Horizon looked really good, but I also just kept rolling around in my head going like, man, I didn't love Horizon. Right. Yeah. I liked Horizon a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't love it. Right. And, yeah. And when you already started that kind of footing, you're like, does that mean I don't need another one? Right. Yeah. It's like, is that, is and that I don't know the answer to that. Right. So yeah. that's my thing. Is it like, I, I guess I won't know until I sit down and go to play it. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's, it's true. It, it's a strange time because like, you know, uh, much in the same way that I had tired of Microsoft's, you know, one, two, three punch of here's a Forza game. Here's a yeah. game. Here's a Halo game. Right. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of wearing out on the way that Sony chooses to do their development now, because with the exception of like uh ratchet and Gran Turismo, right? Like they kind of just make the same game with a different male or female protagonist put in there. Right. You know, yeah. super close camera, a lot mm. of walking, you know, yeah. uh, sometimes dodgy platforming. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's a, when you hit a trend, sometimes it just, it takes that little bit of innovation to snap them out of it. That's like, also what yeah. happens when, you know, people start sharing tools. It's like every failing uh, that Horizon Zero Dawn had right. is absolutely in Death Stranding because yeah. it runs on that engine. So yeah. every part about Horizon that was sort of <laughs> fucked up is sort of fucked it's, up in that game. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's sort of messed Except up Except then too. it's Kojima, and he also threw a bunch more shit that was fucked up, and then you're like, man, this game is sort of fucked. <laughs> I oh, almost, man. speaking of Death Stranding, this weekend, I almost, yesterday, as of this recording, recording on, is this Sunday night? What day is it? This is um, Sunday night, yes. Yeah, like yesterday was pro day at GameStop. Mm. Uh, and they had that three hundred or two hundred and fifty dollar Death Stranding collector's edition that came with the baby. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for like fifty bucks. <laughs> I just yeah. couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to drive to Berea to pick it up. I'm like, eh, that's an hour of my life. I'll just keep. <laughs> <laughs> I won't throw that one away. <laughs> yeah, I'll just. I'll we'll keep s- that one. We'll spend this one grilling some food or something. Yeah, you know what I can do? I can put together this dining room table, and that's a much better use of my time and money. So I did that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that was smart. We got a really nice dining room table. It's arguably better than Death Stranding's Collector's Edition. <laughs> arguably. Arguably. <laughs> Three out of five. You know? There's some debate there somewhere, but we'll... Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Shit. But yeah, so uh, I, I thought that uh, the, the Last of Us it has it has not it has not grabbed me yet. I'm yeah. not saying that yeah. that is a bad statement it, of the game, but uh, yeah, there are aspects of it that I've I have enjoyed thoroughly, and uh, uh, parts that I'm just sort of like meh towards. There's apparently golf in it. There is golf. There is golf in it. Um, there's a. There's apparently an archery scene or an archery thing. Uh, I, it, it's, it's interesting. I will see how it plays out in the area that I'm in. I keep see if that every time I see somebody talk about it online, somebody in the comment section. Oh, it, it never fails. Somebody posts that uh, the Simpsons video game joke of was it Lee Trevino's, you know, uh, uh, golf. Yeah. 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 Like, it never yeah. fails. Somebody posts a picture of that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I assume there's <laughs> golf in it, um, yeah. but yeah, I we'll see. You know, and yeah. and the reason yeah. that I bring up all of Sony's other offering as being something that I might be kind of tiring on is not to rag on that, but also mm-hmm. just to color. If you're listening, 
uh, why I might not be immediately grabbing this thing and hugging it to the ground like some people are. Because there's a lot of people that would jump out tomorrow to the store if there was a new Uncharted game. Yeah, you know, like, but Uh, I don't know. I just, it's, I'm not in the same position with those, my love of those franchises that I was. Yeah. And, and, and this is a game that is getting some unreal praise and just some visceral hatred, like both sides, like just absolutely from both ends. And, and I honestly think it probably lies somewhere in the middle. Like as it always does, (laughs) it typically does. And I know it's such a centrist form of thought, but it's like, but I mean, it typically like that's probably where it's at because there's probably a lot of things to praise this game for, and there's probably a lot of things to really rag on it for. Yeah, so, well, it know. just you know, hang on, let me know if this it blows just... your fucking mind. That politician that you don't like, <laughs> neither an angel nor the devil, nor the devil exactly. Which we're a, both in. The... <laughs> he's just a person that you don't seem he's... to agree with. Right. Yeah. He's just a man. <laughs> he's a man. That's, yes. That's what, or a woman. Sorry. Don't mean or, to be. Or a woman. Or woman, don't mean to be. Uh, we don't let them be politicians. <laughs> All right, uh, that was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. Joking. <laughs> like, See, so... these are the jokes. <laughs> so let's talk about some Crash Bandicoots and Mario and Knights. Yes. Oh, Knights and Dreams. Knights. Knights and Dreams. All right, so... Uh, Video game mascots of that era, let's say. Yes. In, in so, uh, you know, it. let's just kind of set the stage here. Mm-hmm. Mario 64 comes out. Right. And blows everybody's goddamn mind. Right. It is the showpiece uh, for not just the Nintendo 64, but 3D games in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and also uh, for really the the propensity of what analog movement could be uh, and, you know, really got everybody's head swirling about what 3d uh, platformer gameplay was going to be Uh, because up until that point, mascot platformers were the thing, you know, your Mm -hmm. Sonic, your bonk Mm -hmm. uh, Mario, you know, all your successful even if they're not wildly successful, but successful platforms mm-hmm. always had that one. Yeah, it was it was the Mario template. Like Nintendo jumped on the Mario thing. Like Mario's gonna be our mascot. This is our boy. We're gonna plaster him on everything, you know, to you know, to get that that sort of thing. And then the following consoles started to do the same thing. Uh, you know, Alex the Kid, that was gonna be a big one. And uh that and he Alex Kidd was the thing that that somewhat got Sega relevant through the Master System days. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. You know, Alex Kidd in Miracle World, uh, Alex Kidd in Shinobi World. I mean, these, yeah. these are like good games mm-hmm. with bad pieces stapled all over them. And <laughs> thank God for Sega that Sonic showed up and was like, okay, uh, I'm still not perfect. Yeah, but I'm getting there. You know, but he I'm had a, he had a good gimmick. Like, mm. you know, Alex Kidd, good god, that punch had the worst hit bo- uh, hitbox on it and like lag in it. Mm. Uh like there oh man, we should do an Alex Kidd show sometime. Fuck it, we should. Alex Kidd. Um <laughs> I didn't know you hated it so much. Yeah. Well, it's just it. it's it's I'm angry at it like a parent would be. 
because I can see <laughs> how close it is to actually being awesome. Yeah, how how close it could be to be good. Yeah, and how they could have gotten that close that many times and right. still miss the mark is beyond me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, so you know all platforms had been hooked uh, to platformers, uh, you know, as kind of their 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 mainstay. Like hell, even 3DO went out and got a small exclusive window and marketing rights for Gex because mm-hmm. 3DO knew with their $750 console that, uh, you know, it's it, not only is multimedia the future, bro, uh, but we're also going to need to tick off all the other boxes as well. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it gave you a legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it... And... Sony did the smartest thing in the world. So in the wake of Mario 64, um, the PlayStation, you know, they were, the PlayStation was out. um, And Universal, uh, by way of Naughty Dog, uh, as the developers, Universal was walking around town with their upcoming PlayStation game. uh, And it was Crash Bandicoot. And Sony mm-hmm. saw that and said, hey, we'll fucking, we'll, you know, we want to partner with you to publish this. Right. Um, and, you know, they paid to do a shitload of marketing. And that was during the Sony PlayStation uh, You Are Not Red E commercials. Right. Um, you know, where they were really trying to fucking get you some of that 90s edge. <laughs> um, but, you know, even then with them courting, as we said on our PlayStation 1 podcast, you know, eight or 10 episodes ago. Um, Even then with them courting 18 to 34 year old old men, uh, they still knew that for you to carve out legitimacy, you had to get that platformer. And they went with crash bandicoot. They fucking nailed it, man. That game is cool. Yeah. It is so different than Mario 64. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it has the, you know, it's got the, um, the third person camera. um, But, uh, it's a hallway game. Um, it is. Yeah. Uh, the, which is an interesting word. for. <laughs> but. Yeah, I always called it a hallway game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are 2D side-scroller uh, bits to it as well, which right. a lot of uh, a lot of 3D platformers choose to... I mean, hell, Mario didn't combine 2D and 3D uh, again until Odyssey. Mm-hmm. You know, like most of... I mean, there was a couple of things in Sunshine that were sort of side-scroller-y. Right. Um, but really like that's, that's one thing that Crash Bandicoot em- uh, embraced from the beginning was having side scroller levels, but a lot of their main levels in the game are running up a hallway, right? Or it's you running away from a boulder towards the camera and Naughty right. Dog still fucking does this today. Like mm-hmm. look at those Uncharted games, right? They still do the, like you being chased by a tank. Yeah. 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 And You're running right. at the camera. Yeah. They still yeah. do that shit. Like mm-hmm. it's how you can tell this, the same people still make those games, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and still, leave. Got it. It's like, yeah, it's been there for years. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's just, it's kind of funny. Like every time I'm playing a, uh, a naughty dog game and encounter one of those sequences, I'm like, hey, it's like crash bandicoot. Um, <laughs> it's like way of the warrior. Right. Shaky. Jake. Um, <laughs> It's my fucking favorite Naughty Dog game is fucking <laughs> Way of the Warrior for the 3DO. That game is awful. 
Yeah. It, is it that it bad? Is, oh, man. I <laughs> I will bust out my 3DO one day, and we will take a look at that. And sure. I will show you that fucking homeless trucker-looking dude, Shaky Jake, <laughs> with, Shaky his, Jake. with his dumb stick. Uh, that game's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's terrible. So. And it's terrible to say. Yes. It, it is like... A Street Fighter, the movie, the game, quality video game. Oof. Uh, Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the uh, uh, Naughty Dog hit on a formula. Uh, You know, there were vehicle missions Mm -hmm. uh, where you're like riding, you know, like wild boars and shit like that. Uh, There was an incredibly large amount of variety uh, to that for, you know, for you to describe a game as, oh, it's just a hallway game. They yeah. still found ways to to add a ton of variety into that to to give it its own view because people had had been doing really impressive stuff with the PlayStation at this time, but it wasn't really until uh, Insomniac came out with Spyro the Dragon where you saw really large, seamless third person platforming environments on mm-hmm. the PlayStation One that ran well. Without a shitload of that uh, uh, that affine texture warping stuff, where the floor always looks like it's shaking back and forth. Um, yeah. uh, if you go back and look at Spyro, like that game is like a fucking masterpiece of yeah. uh, when it came to using uh, the PlayStation One's hard uh, PlayStation One's hardware. It's just incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. so in the early nascent days of the PlayStation One, Crash Bandicoot figured out a formula. Uh, mm-hmm. That was going to let them make the best use of that hardware, uh, mm-hmm. and let the PlayStation One, uh, you know, really stretch its legs in 3D. And I think Crash Bandicoot, from a purely technical perspective, is a much better looking game uh, right. than Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And it gave it its own kind of win in its own way. It's yeah. also incredibly fucking brutally difficult. Yes, uh, yes, it has. Yeah, it has some very tough. Tough levels that 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 people to this day, uh, you know, they'll, you know, and, and I liked and, I liked that about it, right? And good challenge too, because you always had like the challenge of like, hey, you got to get all the apples, you know, like or all the crates, you got to smash all the crates to get to this, you know, and so like you'd have these different like difficulties to get to these crates, and how many times you jump on each crate to, you know, and there's a pit below you, so you don't want to jump on it too many times because then the crate falls. It's uh, it's smart. It's smart game design. You know, well, and you know, so I don't care which one's better. Mario 64 is probably the better game uh, between the two of them. But if you yes. think about how uh, dominant those two systems were uh, for their sectors at the time, and then you go back and look at other contemporary consoles of the era, yeah. they're typically lacking a solid platformer mascot. Um, yes. The, you know, like the Atari Jaguar, uh, you know, the 3DO Gex wasn't exclusive to that. Uh, you know, they'd only gotten themselves a little window. Uh, the Sega Saturn uh, needed desperately for that Sonic the Hedgehog 3D game to come out, and it just never came. Yeah. Uh, you know, what we got instead was Nights into Dreams. Yep. Which is technically a platformer. Yeah. All right, so let me describe the gameplay of Nights into Dreams for anyone listening who is maybe not familiar. Nights into Dreams, you are, and 
feel free to hop in anytime, Brandon, mm-hmm. uh, with some fucking some insight if you can offer it. Yeah, I never <laughs> played knights. I never played knights. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. So okay, a... so you start off every level as the knights dude, the jester guy that's on yeah, the yeah. box. The flying uh, jester guy. And that is not a 3D platformer. That is just basically like a roller coaster. Right. And you just kind of zip around to collect these balls. Mm-hmm. Well, if you end up running out of time uh, or failing an objective, you get turned back into the boy or the girl. Uh, I right. think you choose at the beginning whether you're the boy or the girl. Right. Um, and then you just, that's where it actually becomes kind of a 3D platformer. And you just sort of have to wander back to the start point to become the Knights guy again before yes. a clock can hit you that I think will wake you up. Mm, right. It's a, it's a <laughs> mess of a game. It's actually yeah. one of the best looking 3D games uh, that's on the Saturn, it, but... Uh, yeah, it had a it had a technical prowess to it that 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 really caught a lot of people's you know eye. Uh, that flying around. It also came with that three uh, D controller that was basically a Dreamcast controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That controller is uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, turns out the character's name is Knights. It's, okay, it's, there you it's, go. It's just Knights. Yeah. So that is the character's name as well as the game, um, spelled with a lowercase i. All the rest uppercase. Oh, great. Not sure why. Not sure why, uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, it had a visual style to it that I think captured because like, that was really impressive to look at, like at a Toys R Us or something, and watch people flying around in those loops and everything. And it was like, oh wow, he's flying around in a three D space. What's this about? You know, um, you know, it's e- equally as impressive as as Mario jumping around and throwing King Bomb on top of a on top of a mountain and stuff. You know, it's uh, it's cool to look at. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it's full of a bunch of shitty FMV and, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it got a cool soundtrack. Um, but for this to be the, really the only uh, Sonic team output for this generation, yeah, it really started to spell disaster because, you know, the, the Sega Saturn uh, was home to a lot of really cool ports of Capcom games. Uh, the first Tomb Raider came out there first. Mm-hmm. That's right. A lot of people remember that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, uh, it's, it had chops. It was not a fucking broken system or anything. It mm-hmm. was not as, uh, it was not as good, uh, at some of the more complex 3d rendering as the PlayStation was. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can actually see it. Like if you if you pull up a gameplay video of Nights into Dreams, you'll see that the draw distance on that. While the environments are super good looking, right. uh, the draw distance is like ten feet, <laughs> and then the world <laughs> just disappears. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, the Sega Saturn didn't stand a chance, especially in the U.S. Uh, with without a Sonic game, right? Uh, it it just it was it was never going to work. And I don't think that this offers the kind of experience that Western gamers were really looking for. It's also an incredibly brief game. If you do get good at nights, buddy, it's over before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's not long. (laughs) No. 
Um, it also, like, uh, from a purely, if you want to start talking some tech here, just a little bit, um, mm. this system, uh, its 3D processor was capable of uh, rendering textured uh, polygons uh, mm-hmm. without that affine texture warping problem that the PlayStation 1 had. Mm. Um, so, and it was able to uh, actually produce more detailed textures uh, at a time uh, than the N64 was capable of. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just, it ran, it, it ran into issues with, it didn't have a shitload of RAM. Uh, they ended up releasing a RAM expander later. And, you know, it just, it had some resource concerns uh, to it uh, that it could never really escape uh, because, the, you know, Sega had planned for the 32-bit generation for them. Uh, you know, the idea of, you know, here's a few pretty good uh, ports of arcade games but other than that we're still going to be playing a lot of 2D shit and they planted their foot a little too hard and could Mm -hmm. never pivot back out of that Um, which is you know what they ended up with so yeah like the the strength of the platformer was something that you know Mario 64 fucking nailed it Um, that generation (laughs) Uh, it, it never really happened again for Nintendo, though. Like, I know a lot of people like Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, I don't trust those people. Um, those are bad games. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't go as far to say bad. They're so slow. Repetitive. And, you know, it, it depends on how you feel about collect- horseshit. Co- collectathons is really it depends on how you feel about those I mean, that's that's really yeah. what it comes down to well and I, my problem with them really is it's not just the collectathon nature of it, it, nature of it it's the speed mm-hmm. i feel like because you have to be so anal all the time about collection mm-hmm. that you can never really get moving right and it just made the game feel incredibly slow like you know the the, the nice thing about uh, uh, Mario 64 that I think it fucking nails mm-hmm. is that your first time through a level, just fucking go, man. Yeah. The, the, the first star is always the easy one. It's yeah. always very apparent what you need to do. Just go. Just go have fun. Go. Right. And, you know, like you're, you're going to run into a turtle and he's going to chase you up a mountain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. It, it's, it, it's fun. Um, and you know, the, in Crash Bandicoot, the, it's big success in my opinion is that it, it is kind of the ultimate realization of what 16 bit platformers were trying to be, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, brutal in a way that like, you know, Mario 64 absolutely is not. Yeah, um, exactly. But Mario, the way that Nintendo viewed it is that they were trying to, you know, you had been doing addition and now they're trying to teach you calculus yeah, as far yeah. as exploring their game. Yes. Uh, and that was, you know, if you read anything from Miyamoto, that is what he always talks about is mm-hmm. pure playability. Yes. Uh, it, I need the, anyone to grab this. Yeah, it, it's the first thing that he develops is how does Mario play in this format and then he develops that first and then they develop around that afterwards so you know like any any type of level that that they come up with is always derived from the idea of 
how does Mario move? How does he play? You know, what is the, yeah. So that's it, man. And, uh, you know, the, the strength of the platformer has continued. I mean, you know, the first big unveil that Sony showed for the PlayStation five is fucking platformer. Right. Uh, you know, I'm actually shocked uh, that Microsoft has never been able to fully stick the landing on a on a platformer. You know, mm-hmm. like I thought Voodoo Vince was interesting. Um, you know, like Blinks the Time Sweeper was not good. Um, you know, they've definitely dabbled in the platformer space, but they were just buoyed by the fact that they made great racing games and they had a lot of bald men shooting guns. Yeah. Um, you know, and they just went after a different demographic. Yeah. Um, but the, the a good mascot platformer will still definitely get you where the hell you want to go. That's true. Um, That's and true. yeah, it, it's so interesting to me that everyone was cracking their head against rocks trying to get this to work. I mean, you know, there, I can pull out a thousand terrible 3d platformers and some that are sort of okay but just could never fully stand on their own you know like vex and shadow the hedgehog and (laughs) alter echo and you know croc the legend of the gabos Mm -hmm. and it's just an unlimited amount of these things uh because everybody knew that that was that was a hot route to success. If you mm-hmm. could nail it, the money was there and people yeah. would buy it. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. That's, that's about all I have to say about these. I just, I always like going back and looking at, uh, you know, specific comparisons. Of, yeah. You know, Sony and Nintendo did it so different than one another, mm-hmm. but it was both the right choice, whether yes. it was for the platform that they had or the game that they had, they yeah. made the right choice. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is interesting because, um, you know, it, it, it's a it's a very quick available marketability to, you know, to have that that idea of a character just sort of bounce out of a screen. And like I said, like, pr- you know, prior to us talking about the topic, like there there is sort of this move over to ensemble casts of, of uh, video games in a lot of ways, you know. Um, uh, Nintendo kind of started to get away from the idea that, you know, like what we are, we're, we're on the backs of this character, of this Mario character. Now it's sort of, you know, like, like uh, you know, th- there's, a, there's a lot to be said about the mass, the franchise ability and the mascot um, thoughts of like Link and you know and samus in 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 certain respects and well and they uh, they also made a really good call uh to to you know and i think you're kind of tiptoeing around it if they put out four mario games a generation i don't think that works right yeah you know it they didn't just keep trying to they didn't do the activision approach of just spin the crank until the crank breaks and then make a new crank (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly yeah. fire everyone that made that crank and then make a new crank <laughs> that's it shut down the studio that made that crank because it broke so now uh yeah and, uh, and, it's, and it's their fault that it broke <laughs> yes yeah, somehow uh yeah um no you're right and and um you have that marketability you know for for each 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 franchise uh sort of uh sort of 
prop each other up in a lot of ways. Cause it's like, all right, we got this season. We've got, we got the Metroid prime games coming out. And then, then for, for this part of the season, we're going to have a new, you know, more recently, like uh, we're going to have an, you know, the, the first summer of the switch was like, okay, we'll put out a new, uh, we'll put out uh, 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 a squid game. Uh, crap. Uh, Splatoon. 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 Put out a new Splatoon game, you know, and Splatoon was a very, that was a very bright, real marketable sense of, of something. Uh, they just had arms come back with uh, Min Min being in uh, in uh, Smash Brothers, which was surprising to me because like they just arms sort of abandoned. <laughs> well, they abandoned arms in, in a way. I, I thought arms was interesting. It, it wasn't interesting enough to hold my, you know, to hold it for, for a while, for a long time, but that game played interestingly, um, but it's not what I think of. Uh, you know the the quantity and quality of what was there. Mm-hmm. It's not what instantly jumps out as me as a uh, Nintendo quality experience. You're correct. You're you're 100 correct in that. Um, it, it it was an interesting game, but it was it was it did have very colorful characters and very vibrant colors. That's the one thing that I'd say that's very Nintendo about it. It it did have a polish to it, um, uh, regardless if it had you know um, you know uh, what do you call it um, whether or not it was a, a full experience that was worth you know yeah. uh, playing. But uh, it did have polish, obviously, because Nintendo's that way. But it was, I thought yeah. it was interesting that they that they kept that going with like, Oh, now here's a new game with that because like they sort of abandoned that game in a lot of ways. Cause it didn't really do all that well. So it was kind of surprising. Yeah. I, what I was thinking about with arms is back when it was announced, um, it, maybe it might have done better if they had somehow tied it to the punch out of verse. Yes, that's what I, I think that would have been smart, honestly, if they if they made it more of a punch out game. Um, but it was a very direct thought. Maybe you had maybe you had little Mac in there with with extendo arms. Maybe that would have worked. I don't know. Or maybe you just had Mike Tyson in there with extendo arms. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm going to eat your children. I'm going to eat your children. I th- I'm going to turn you into orphans. <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't he still have a mother? I assume she would die of grief. <laughs> we'll put him in the hole together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I I think that Nintendo has... Uh, it, it's crazy how many times I've thought like, ha ha, they fucked up now. And, yeah, right. you know, and then a new movement will come about in games, whether they started it or whether they just put their own punctuation on it. And, you know, they, they, they prove time and time again that if they, with their smart motherfuckers, if they sit down in a quiet room and just think about it for a while, mm-hmm. they can usually, you know, perfect or improve upon whatever the hot formula is at the moment. It's true. Uh, you know, because yeah. I think... I hate most competitive online shooters right now. And they made the act of just being a guy like, I just want to paint and you can have a hell of a good time in Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a good time. Uh, yeah. It, it's very interesting. Like when, when you, when you hit that, that marriage of marketing and, 
and uh, gameplay and artistry that kind of hits hits a hits a good note, like Crash Bandicoot did. You know, it just they 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 all they all hit their notes exactly where they where they where they needed to be, and and that was interesting. Agreed. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, do you think Knights was detrimental to the Saturn because it wasn't as par- no? Uh, no, I think good? the people yeah. that liked it liked it, but that is mm-hmm. in uh, that is in an era, uh, mm-hmm. and it still kind of exists around Sonic to this day. Mm-hmm. The people that were still into Sega were just into Sega, mm-hmm. and like I had a friend that was a Sega guy, yeah, through and fucking through, right. and. You know, just the way that he would just, you know, Nintendo made a system with cartridges. You know, just <laughs> that kind of shit. And, yeah. you know, just acting like, well, Mario 64 is not anything that we haven't seen before. I'm like, absolutely. It, it, what? <laughs> Name a game that is anything like that. Name anything. What about Sonic 3D? No. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Have you played it? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it uh, uh well and there was yeah, even with mascot platformers, there was a certain amount of like there were a contingent of people that wanted to play platformers, but they wanted some attitude. Right. And it's like, oh, you know, look at Vex, he's edgy. He's got right. prickly fingers. It's like, uh, like, look at Mario. He's a dumbass plumber who only makes some of the best games in the world. (laughs) Figure that out. (laughs) Figure that part out. Yeah, it's uh, Sega fans around in the mid 90s. It was a bad time. Yeah, Uh, that's true. Like I, I knew some people that were just way into Sega, and you're like, you people are fucking delusional. <laughs> well, you know they they had a you know not not too long after that they had a they had a, a one final hope with the Dreamcast. Hey, and, uh, and I owned a Saturn. Like yeah. I'm not acting like I was outside looking in. I bought Quake and Duke Nukem 3D on those things and played them on the fucking internet. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's true. But you know, like the fucking. Acting like the Saturn was at any point like somewhat relevant in that generation to <laughs> to the American audience. I think you're just you're living in a fucking fantasy world, man. <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah, yes. like it, 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 and I owned one of those things, so I can say this. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I I knew an Atari Jaguar kid too, so it was weird times. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah man that, yeah. that's all i got on this uh subject there maybe we, we can talk about the jaguar sometimes so. yes we definitely need to talk about the jaguar and other dead consoles or consoles that died horribly in the in the console wars uh, uh kia console wars i think that would be an interesting series to do uh yeah, that's mean, gonna do it yeah, yeah that's it i think it's gonna i think it's gonna do it man uh this has been the video destruct podcast thanks for tuning in you can check us out at videodestruct.com, destinationcomics.com slash DNN. You can also check us out on Facebook at Video Destruct and on Twitter at Video Destruct. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Hoss underscore buddy, H-O-S-S underscore B-U-D-D-Y. I talk about moving and putting together IKEA furniture. Because <laughs> that's dogs. your life right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and fat dogs. 
uh, and, and yeah. trying to find a and an IP television resource. I think mm-hmm. I think we're just gonna go back with Sling. Nobody yeah. else has Hallmark, and my wife needs that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You, you know it, it. These these are the things. Remember, just if you go back and you listen to the podcast from like five mm-hmm. years ago, before sure. I met my wife and before I was married. I'm sure I was a very different person then, but you know, them's the breaks. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I'm incredibly happy. Like our our new surroundings, I I think we moved at the right time considering how uh, intense things got in Louisville. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, yeah, man, living in rural Kentucky, I, I, I went and bought tires for a Jeep from a lady in a dually Dodge Ram pickup that was holding a pistol. So that was fun. Uh, <laughs> I've I've never been more jealous of you, my friend. Actually, uh, and g- given the ter- current times, and it's a good uh, time, you should move out here, man. That, well, that lo- that look out your porch is just like heavenly to me. Yeah, honestly. it's, it's pretty just, great. I just want to oh, live there. It's even better now because we have uh, we have our lawn furniture out there, and there's a uh, a ceiling man. fan. I and it's pretty good. Ah, man, I actually wish I was coming out this weekend. Maybe next weekend or something. I don't know. But uh, Hey, man, I'll be around. Awesome. All right, guys. That's going to do it. We're out of time, guys. We got to go. Dunner Paradise. Yeah.